Autumn in the city. The fall turned out to be very busy. Concerts were happening in halls and restaurants were open indoors. All, of course, allowed if you were vaccinated, and we were. So we decided to attend an absolutely brilliant concert of the Sondheim musical, Follies. My dear friend Richard Azunian had been telling us about the performance as he was a director and creator of this version of the show at Kerner Hall. He was so excited and so were we after we saw it. I thought that a concert version of a musical would be very static, but not in Richard's deft hands. As well, the story on paper is a bit confusing, but again, everything was clear. Richard is brilliant. The cast was all star and led by Eric McCormick of television and movie fame. Everyone was committed and wonderful. I particularly liked Ma on Dionisio as Sally, a beautiful singer with a touching stage presence. Lorraine Foreman, who did a star turn in one number, and I believe she is in her 90s. Wow. And really, all the singers, including old opera colleagues like Mary Lou Fallis and Ben Hepner, shone in their cameos. Jackie Richardson sang at the storm, as they say, and Cynthia Dale is a consummate professional, as is Charlotte Moore. Marcus Nance was terrific, and I could go on, but what an evening of entertainment. There had been limits on the seating until just a day or so before when the government opened capacity for venues, and thoughtfully the producer offered tickets to frontline workers. It was a memorable evening with great singing and acting by the huge cast. Sondheim would have been proud. Another wonderful evening of music was part of a cocktail party at the Arts and Letters Club. The invite came from the Concours Musical International of Montreal. I'm sponsoring a prize for a young opera singer who is an audience favorite. But this event was focused on art song and featured Adrian Pichanka, the renowned singer, accompanied by the brilliant pianist Robert Courtgard. Vaccinations once again mandatory and masks, but they came off to sip champagne and eat delicious hors d'oeuvre. It was not a long concert, but it was simply beautiful with wonderful acoustics in the old hall. Adrian has a rich, deep soprano voice with lots of colors in the sound, and she sang my favorite melody of foray. We had a lively discussion afterwards about my pet peeve, and it seems hers, of singers using music stands when giving a performance. It turned out to be a delightful evening. As you know, if you've been following my blogs, I love food and I enjoy our closest friends who live down the street. We often share dinners, whether on Zoom or in person, once a week. They have this amazing back garden that they have transformed into a very special hideaway. Watching Vouter haul out pile after pile of earth and then put in wooden planks to make a fabulous place for a table and umbrella and, of course, patio heater, and then install a gazebo that houses an area called the Bistro, which has couches and fire table and is covered against the rain. It was just marvelous to watch him. A proud moment when it was all finished and now is often used. There was even a roof raising with some neighbors, and we are among the lucky friends who've eaten many meals there and even taken part in a Zoom wine tasting. Fun to be outdoors in the chilly months. One evening we sat and ate and watched the rain fall around us, and it really was a giant storm. But we were cocooned in this space, and Oscar, who's always included, enjoyed it as well. 
Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving in October, and I always love to make a traditional dinner with turkey and all the fixins, as they say. This year, the Azunian family joined us, as they have done often, and Liz and Vouter. The starter was a serving of smoked salmon, which we ate in the garden, and then the dinner in the dining room inside. Turkey with stuffing. I make it in the bird. Gravy, roasted smashed potatoes, beans, and squash, which I love, almost whipped up. One long-established part of our dinner is to circle around the table and have each person present talk about why he or she is thankful. It's sometimes funny, sometimes tearful, but always thought-provoking and intimate. Charles and I are lucky because we get to celebrate Thanksgiving a second time when we are in Florida. It's the holiday that keeps on giving. I like to visit the Art Gallery of Ontario when we are at our northern home, and I book tickets for us to see Picasso painting the Blue Period, which we both found fascinating, particularly as his art at the beginning of his career was so vastly different from later on. I enjoyed this wander through the exhibit, and because of COVID, visits were limited. Visit tours were limited in each gallery. Afterwards, we had lunch in AGO Bistro, restaurant formerly known as Frank. It was just fine. We each ate delicious grilled cheese sandwiches on a brioche. I also booked tickets to see the opening Met Opera production shown on HD at our local Cineplex Theatre. I went with Sharon, who's a member of my opera club in Florida and an avid opera fan. We saw Fire Shut Up in My Bones, which is a new opera that is written by Terence Blanchard, the first black man to have an opera presented at the Met. And what an opera. It was riveting from the first chords in the orchestra. The story revolved around a young man, Charles, and was portrayed by the brilliant Will Lieberman and the young Charles baby by a 12-year-old Walter Russell III who often mimicked the action of his older self and sang in unison with him. It was haunting and mesmerizing at the same time. <clears throat> All the singers were fabulous, and Yannick Nessie Sagan conducted. My only problem is that I want to see it again. I read that the Met would do another opera by Blanchard called Champion, about a real-life boxer. Blanchard is a highly respected jazz musician, and his music also reflected that idiom. The music in Fire was rich, melodic, and totally underlined the action and the story. Sharon and I left the theatre exhilarated. Bravo to the Met. Perhaps the most exciting moment of the fall was the announcement by the U.S. government that the land border would be open from Canada on November 8th, and we could cross and do our yearly migration. Not quite as exciting as last year when we decided at the last minute to head south for vaccinations offered by Florida to snowbirds who had residences in that state. If you read my blog, Carpe Diem 2021, uh, you might remember our helicopter trip over the falls and then our drive and glider in tow to our home. This year, we could just pack a car and a lighter trailer, grab Oscar. Well, he was waiting to go as soon as he saw suitcases in the front hall. And even as we packed, he hopped in the back seat of the car, just in case we might forget him. I booked motels for the road trip, which would take us two and a half days. Phew. No helicopters this year, as they were totally booked into December and they had raised their prices considerably. We just had faith that the border would open, and it did. We left on November 9th, arrived November 11th, and got our booster shots on the 12th. And it is lovely here in Florida where I'm writing today. 
Great to see old friends, to walk uphill every morning with the dog, to swim in our condo-shared pool, and just to eat on Arl and I. I'm back to entertaining, playing golf, and singing once weekly with Neil on FaceTime, and Zooming our French conversation classes every Tuesday, and of course, continuing our weekly dinners with Liz and Vouter on Zoom. They just sit on our dining room table in my laptop, and it is almost as if we're together. We celebrated Hanukkah here with Florida friends. We'll be heading north and west for Christmas and New Year's. I'm really looking forward to meeting our newest granddaughter, Neve, and watching Sway open her Christmas gifts on the morning of that special day. New Year's plans will be back in Toronto at our home, and I will tell you about that in the next blog. Meanwhile, I want to wish you all a wonderful season of festivities and hope that we all have much health and peace in the new year. It would be wonderful if this pandemic would just go away, but I fear it won't. We would just have to manage to live within and try to protect ourselves with booster shots, masks, indoors, and continue to be alert. Till the next time, Ricky. P.S. Sadly, we have cancelled our Christmas in Canada. Four flights with many tests and reduced capacities in restaurants, many more restrictions due to the very quickly spreading Omicron variant. Even though we both have our boosters, we decided to just stay put here in Florida. Invite some friends who do not have family here for Xmas dinner and do more Zooming with Liz and Bowder for Christmas and New Year's Eves. I've been busy planning meals, running to the UPS store to send more gifts to our granddaughters and regrouping. Let's hope this pandemic leaves us and we can resume travel in 2022.